Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Here on a Monday, six days away from the Super Bowl. I'm Sarah Perlman with Drew Densick. We are live from Radio Row in Los Angeles. And believe it or not, we're over 200 days into Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. This is our first live show, doing it together. Super fun. Grateful to be here. Drew, we've made it. We have a packed show. But but how are we feeling? Oh, feeling that the, there's a nervous energy. Uh, although I do think the, uh, the city has really galvanized around this Los Angeles Rams team. And, you know, you're getting a lot of support. Uh, you're seeing a lot of Rams jerseys, and, and, in, and in general, the uh, the karma is good for uh, for those of us in the Ramley. Yeah, Drew's part of the Ramley, and that's why I wore blue. I wanted good karma to start off our show here from Radio Row. Coming up on today's show, we're going to get into all of the lines, the latest line movement we have in just a few minutes. Head trader over at PointsBet, Jay Croucher, actually joining the set. We'll get into the spread, the total, the line movement, and even some props there. And then later on, Pat Darty from A Good Football Show is going to stop by, also help us break down some props as we get ready for Super Bowl 56 coming up on Sunday. Uh, and that's all coming up here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. But per usual, Drew, let's just get into the game and then kind of the line movement we've seen over the last few days. Now, the Rams opened three and a half point favorites. Earlier last week, we saw this uh, get bet up to Rams minus four and a half and the total ticked down from 50 to 48 and a half. Now, come Monday, the week of Super Bowl, as we're getting ready, Drew, we're now looking again at Rams minus four and a half. So certainly some money over the last 24 hours has pushed this back in Rams' favor. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're kind of in a dead zone as far as the point spread goes, you know, so it's not going to take much to uh, to really move this number one way or the other. Um, I'm surprised that it's moving at all, personally. I think uh, this is a reasonable fair. Rams minus four is what I would have set the line at myself. Uh, and so the fact that it's kind of hovering around here and, you know, you, you know, players are getting the best of the price either way it makes sense to me. Um, and uh, realistically, I think uh, we see this close Rams minus four. Uh, uh, one of the other funny, interesting things to, to look at, even beyond the point spread, is the money line split. Because in general, people who are kind of, uh, you know, making up the volume of the betting are walking to the window and they're like, well, why would I play plus four at minus 110 or minus 115? Like, I'll just take Bengals money line. Uh, and then the flip side tends to be the case with, uh, you know, people who want to play the favorite. They just lay the points. And so you d tend to get a little bit of a spread between the money line and the, uh, uh, and the point spread. And so that's mostly what I'm interested in watching, seeing if that creates any uh, added value to, uh, to bet either side of that one, because that's about the only way you're going to capture any uh, expected value here on a market that's this efficient. Bengals coming in, having won six of their last seven. Their only loss came back in week 18 when they rested most of their 
starters. And then the Rams on this three-game win streak, they've won eight out of their last nine games. What's fascinating for this, before we uh, get to Jay, and of course he'll break down this game, but just thinking about what the Bengals have done coming into this game. They've now covered seven straight uh, to, to come to the Super Bowl, which is pretty fantastic when you think about this team. And we've talked all season long, pretty surprised to see Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals here, but alas, we are. But in terms of the line movement, uh, over the last 14 Super Bowls, the early line movement, that's been the right side 11 times. And, and the money now, as we've seen, the line movement has come in in the Los Angeles Rams on the Ramley. So certainly uh, hoping, hoping for your sake as we get to this game that uh, that's the right side as well. Now, the, uh, the Bengals and Rams are the last two teams remaining in the playoffs, and NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you a special offer. Get 15% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout the playoffs when you use promo code PLAYOFF15. Get every tool for every game at one low price. It is easier than ever to play and wager with confidence when you have NBC Sports Edge Plus. Throughout the week, we've talked about the line movement in particular with this game and a good friend that now joins the show, Jay Croucher, told us, hi, Jay, that Sharps were betting, in fact, on the Rams, and that's what's pushed a lot of this money coming in on the Rams and more of the public, people, even like myself, Joe Burrow has a lot of appeal to bet on, and then that's why, the way he comes in dressed, it certainly, you know, with his glasses and his, his swagger has pushed people to bet on the Bengals on the other side. But just with the money now coming in on the Rams again and, and the money you're seeing on the total, where is the action falling you know is it a lot of public on the Bengals and, and kind of what you're seeing over at points bet so now it's starting to even out a lot more all the early stuff was on the Bengals now it's starting to shift more to the Rams so I think when we spoke a week ago it was like 70% of the money on the Bengals now it's much more like 50 50 I think that maybe with a bit more time elapsed from that amazing Chiefs win uh, for the Bengals I think now people are starting to look at that Bengals team as a team that went 10 and 7 as a team that lost to the Bears lost to the Jets and looking <laughs> at the Rams with all their stars and a starting to, to lean in that direction, but at the same time, you can't feel amazing about the Rams, as I'm sure maybe Drew doesn't, because Matthew Stafford is so high variance. So I think it's just there's a lot of factors that, that are leading to it being 50-50. No, that makes total sense. And uh, I guess uh, speaking of Stafford, uh, let's talk a little bit about the MVP market, because in a normal Super Bowl, you see the, um, you know, there, there's a pretty clear split where your two market-leading favorites are your two Super Bowl quarterbacks, and in general, there's a little bit of shade in terms of whichever team is expected to win the game has you know the, the lowest price this is a bit different though we're only seeing Stafford at about plus 125 my guess is that's because he is high variance and he could go out and have a multiple pick performance uh, does that how does that uh, shape your expectation of this MVP market and uh, what exactly are you guys trying to protect in terms of what you think might likely happen so we're protecting Cooper Cup uh, that's the one uh, I think that Cup is a really unique player where he, he breaks the models and he breaks also you know the convention of an MVP market which, like you said, is you just give 80 to 85% of the team's MVP chances to the star quarterback. But so much of Stafford's production is linked to Cup. And if you look at who was the better player in the Rams games since Robert Woods went down, Cup is overwhelmingly uh, the favourite there. But the thing is, is that Matthew Stafford, every week, he holds a grenade in his hand and he's had the thumb on it for the past few weeks. But <laughs> he has the capability to blow that up and also not just ruin his own MVP chances, but ruin Cup's as well. So Stafford's performance 
is more correlated with the Rams winning, and that's why he's still the favorite. Points bet you guys leading the market on Cooper Cup with the shortest prices since 2000, which, by the way, the last time the Rams won the Super Bowl, the past 22 players to win Super Bowl MVP, 14 times a quarterback, four times a wide receiver, hence Cooper Cup, three times a linebacker, one time a safety, Dexter Jackson, back in 2003. Now, there's a market you guys are offering over at points bet. It's the MVP double chance markets. And as we take a look at those, just Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, the favorite for those reasons I just mentioned, quarterbacks winning 14 times. They're sitting at minus 325. Then you can get another look at Joe Burrow or Cooper Cup, for example, plus 100. What is the action you guys are taking in, uh, taking on this market? And also, if you had to place a bet on this market, what catches your eye? So the one that catches my eye and has been a popular one is Burrow and Cup, which is really just the, the anti-Stafford bet, right? <laughs> Where you're looking at, you know, the Bengals, so much of their win equity is going to be tied to Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow playing well. And I think that, you know, when you're looking at the MVP market, if you're looking at Bengals outsiders, well, Burrow hasn't had amazing stats these three playoff games, and he would have won any, every week anyway. So it's just so hard for another Bengal to win. And then on the LA side, you know, Cup, he he was the MVP candidate during the season for the Rams, not Stafford. And so if you're combining those two, Burrow and Cup, uh, and getting plus 100, that's been a popular bet. Oh, that's a fun way to attack the MVP market, surely. And it takes a little bit of the uh, – you can kick your feet up, really, and just uh, just wait and count the Stafford interceptions <laughs> and have a lo lovely Sunday. Uh, are there any other interesting kind of uh, – you know, mo most of the people who are getting involved in the Super Bowl betting, um, they're going to find interesting ways to bet on this game. There's got to be some unique markets, be it Gatorade color or uh, first song of the halftime show or national anthem over under anything uh, that you guys are seeing significant action on either way in those uh, sort of exotics markets? Yeah, it's pretty spread across the board. There's the Super Bowl. This is the, the event of the year where we'll offer the most markets, which from a trading perspective is a complete nightmare because you're <laughs> taking all these bets on color of the Gatorade, what color hat will the coach wear, all of this kind of stuff. Uh, so we'll see more and more of those markets come out. Just anything that you can think of in the Super Bowl, it can all be bet on, basically, so long as it's approved. So a lot of action spread across the board. In terms of strange outside bets, uh, not necessarily a prop market, but going back to the MVP market, one that's been really popular is Evan McPherson to win Super Bowl MVP, Ooh. which is 150 to one, now 125 to one. It's probably not a bet I would make myself, but he does have a lot of hype. And if you're thinking that it's going to be, you know, it's a really defensive game and, you know, the type of game where it's 15-10 it's or something and McPherson has five field goals, then maybe. Who knows? That speaks to my heart because to this point, uh, the only uh, prop action I have is Evan McPherson related. There you go. Uh, I well, now him, we have to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I have him to hit the longest field goal, uh, which I think is was very poorly priced market. Points bet may be one of the only uh, only shops that hung uh, close to fair in that one. But uh, you know, with uh, with Matt Gay dealing with a potential leg injury, I think Evan McPherson's likelihood of hitting the longest field goal should be in the minus 200 range. Yeah. Uh, and I got involved at around uh, plus 100, weirdly. So Taking the over points for field goal kickers like <laughs> Evan McPherson seems like such an easy bet. I believe right now he's sitting at 7.5 if I'm not... Yeah. Uh, oh, over in a heartbeat because if there's one thing I can tell you about the Bengals' offense, when they get into the red zone, when the field gets short, all of a sudden some of the game-breaking plays that you get out of Jamar Chase aren't really available. Uh, and, uh, you know, as good as the connection between Chase and Burrow has been this season, in the red zone there's been a little bit of, uh, of a disconnect as far as uh, kind of finding each other. So, yeah. I, uh, I talked to a lot of people in the industry. I'm not sure there's anyone who studies field.
field goal injuries and field goal <laughs> kicker distance more than Drew. So uh, he's the man in that if, regard. If he doesn't, he has a guy that does it. You <laughs> yeah. can always believe that. No, I love the look for field goal kickers and with Evan McPherson, Florida Gators' finest. Uh, he's been outstanding. <laughs> Jay will be with us here on Radio Row with NBC Sports Edge and here on Bet the Edge, of course, joining us today, Wednesday, Friday, and even on Thursday, blitzing the board with us two and Warren Sharp, which will be fun. We'll get into all the novelty props and breakdown then. Uh, Jay, if you want to follow him, everyone, he is on Twitter, uh, CroucherJDJ. We appreciate you. Thank you. A pleasure. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If we just take a look and then we talk about the MVP market in terms of looking at the recent success and how these quarterbacks have done in the postseason, as I look, Joe Burrow, 68.8% completion, 882 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 12 sacks this postseason, as we remind everyone what the quarterbacks have done. Matt Stafford, 72% completion rate, 905 yards, one pick, five sacks. Those are what they've done so far. And as we get ready for the Super Bowl and look at these quarterback comparisons and how we can get involved in the prop market, we bring in our good friend, Pat Darty from A Good Football Show. Pat, what's going on? Good, I'm doing well. I feel unprepared after Drew listed every Evan McPherson career field goal attempt <laughs> just now. Um, you can either feel unprepared or you could take it and then bet it and make some money. That's, that's the way yeah, I like that's to a good look point, at yeah. it. Drew hands a lot of bets out. and that's. Yeah, Drew, no pressure. You're going to be a moneymaker for me this week. <laughs> there's no, no pressure. There's no pressure, but if you find some losing bets, don't come on the show after the following week. Um, Pat, let's get into the quarterbacks. As I just talked about, their recent success and their, their form of play heading into Sunday as we look just six days away. And there's a really fun prop that I'd like to get involved in. I know a lot of people love the head-to-heads, but just looking at the more passing yards prop in particular, right now. Joe Burrow is sitting at minus 105 and then Matt Stafford minus 125 and if we use our model with NBC Sports Edge Burrow in fact projected for 303.9 passing yards Stafford 283.8 and this might fit the game script of who you like to win and ultimately how they'll attack this game as a guy that just knows the game of football of course this matchup and in the fantasy space what intrigues you in this bet? 
Well, I think it's going to be Joe Burrow, just for kind of like the simple, yeah. like the overly simple reason of game script. I think the Rams will be able to dictate the pace of the game. They'll, they'll be the ones playing with a lead. Maybe, you know, not like two or three scores, but like I think it's going to be like consistently in like a three to ten point Rams lead, I guess. And the Bengals have finally, you know, they were so frustratingly run heavy all season and at different times in the playoffs. I think they ran on 17 of 29 first downs in the AFC Championship game, but in the biggest games of the year, they have finally gone more pass-heavy, like unleashed Joe Burrow, and I just don't think they're going to have a choice. And I think the Rams, too, are they've been so desperate to establish the run during the playoffs, and I just think the Rams are going to be very balanced. The Bengals are going to want to be balanced, but just without getting too complicated, I think the reasons of game script, it's just going to have to be Joe Burrow. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that on top of the fact that uh, if you really weigh which of these two quarterbacks has the potential to hit home runs, it's Burrow to yeah. Chase. I mean, realistically, like you could you could just uh, see a handful of uh, big plays breaking in, in the direction of Cincinnati. So that makes total sense to me. Yeah, and the Rams don't play much. Ma- they play like a lot of zone and two yeah. high safeties. Joe Burrow has been very, very good. Against- like so you said, the big play potential is really going to be there for Joe Burrow and the Bengals yep. passing attack. Nope, that's a strong, strong look there. Um, curious uh, how you break down uh, what has been sort of the most talked about angle as we come into this game. Everybody looks at the uh, strength of the Rams offensive uh, defensive line up against the very weak interior pass protection for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and assumes that Aaron Donald is just going to utterly wreak havoc in this game. Uh, and there's an interesting market up of which will happen first, a sack or a touchdown. And I think realistically we can all expect that if the Bengals get it's the ball first. It's a really fun first, market, by they the probably, way. It's probably sack, right? I mean, I think what's what's sort of the uh, the expectation and how to handicap this market? Yeah, it's got to be sack because, you know, getting very very scientific. You know, the Rams are playing at home. I think they'll defer if they win the coin toss. I think the Bengals will want the ball to try to make a statement drive. And I think if the Bengals have the ball first, sack is definitely the more likely outcome. And yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it all weekend and it feels like sack for sure. This is really interesting. In the in the three Bengal playoff games so far, a touchdown has occurred before a sack in two of them. Now, in the Rams three playoff games, a sack has occurred before a touchdown in two of them. And that, of course, <laughs> makes sense with Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Uh, surely interesting. Love that. Love that market to attack. I'm taking a sack here. Um, what about Joe Burrow? Just what, what you're expecting from him. I know we talked about the head-to-head, him versus Matt Stafford and probably throwing and, and having more passes yards come Super Bowl Sunday but looking at other props available we can get in the passing touchdown market uh, the passing attempts right now 36 and a half for Joe Burrow and, and with the game script it sounds sounds like you le- lean over for this one as well but let's hear it well it's weird because I mean the Rams are basically going to dare the Bengals to run they play like so many light boxes as we know I've been talking about the Bengals finally have been passing more but they love to run they're going to want to run but I just think with I just think it's going to be comeback game script for so long for the Bengals that I just don't see how Burrow will go under and that it's going to be the over for the yardage. The touchdowns, it's tougher to say. I mean, this feels like a two-touchdown game probably for Joe Burrow, but I just think, again, not to be so simplistic about it, I just don't see with the Bengals game script how they're going to have a day where he passes for fewer than 300 yards. If they win, they're going to need big plays, and if they lose, they're going to be st- stacking up yardage. So I just don't see how the under really comes. Again, I'm not a good gambler, though. So, like, I just think, like, you know, sure. I mean, there's just no way there's going to be under. You know it's what? It doesn't make a good gambler. It's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. not even that. When you're playing DFS, right, and stacking guys like Joe Burrow, and if you had Jamar Chase all season, you've had a lot of success in that space, and it transfers directly. 
directly into the prop market. Yeah, it does. For it the does. Super Bowl. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Curious what you uh, make of Stafford's props right now. We're seeing over under of 36 and a half pass attempts. His passing touchdown over under two and a half. Uh, and realistically, a lot of what you've said, agree. I agree with your general feeling that you could see two coaches that lean a little bit too heavily on the run, particularly on early down, long distance, particularly early in the game. Um, does that give you a lean here to under pass attempts for Matt Stafford or and or uh, a way to attack this market? It doesn't. They've both been like slow to adjust, even when they've needed to like pivot to the pass this postseason. And I do. So Stafford, the pass attempts have been like stubbornly high game after game if they get into situations where they finally have to do it but I mean they're running the ball almost 30 times per game like like almost every game they're getting to 30 since Cam Akers has come back and you know the Bengals are not good against them they're not great against the pass but they're not good against the run and I definitely I feel like it's famous last words always like like <laughs> the game could just go no I feel Stafford will be under just because the Rams want to run so much they've been trying to protect Stafford so much more like the second half of the season especially since he got injured since he got a few like nicks and bruises and he had that like that weird interceptions binge kind of like the midway point of the season just like when they can run they have been doing it i think they're going to be able to run against the Bengals for at least a while and it feels like the under on the Stafford passing props to me. So. Okay, I'm going to get into Cam Akers in a second, and I almost hope they're not able to run on the Bengals or my prop's not coming home. <laughs> I'll just say that. That's coming up in a second. Stafford, by the way, he's gone under two and a half touchdowns in six of his last seven games, but he has thrown exactly two touchdown passes in all three playoff games, so that'll be a fun market. I do like the under look for both passing yards and attempts here. Now, you have a really exciting week coming up here on Radio Row as well on a good football show with Denny Carter. What do you have planned for the next five days? Roving the entire Radio Row experience with Denny Carter, uh, trying to be funny, maybe mostly failing, having a lot of exciting guests on the show. We're coming live every day from here, just like you guys are. And, you know, just overanalyze. Like, probably by Thursday, we'll be, like, really earnestly talking about stuff. Like, it's definitely going to be a sack first, right? Like, the whole show <laughs> will just be about that. And now we're going to be breaking down every angle of the game, having some of our friends on, having some amazing guests on. And, yeah, going around and just trying to be funny. And I think you guys are funny. I'm going to listen that's to the good. show. I know Someone we're going to be making yeah, appearances on it. I look forward to the roving and funny interviews. But it is kind of hysterical. Monday, we're looking at props, placing and bets. By Friday, I convinced myself to place all of the bets we've talked about. <laughs> because we've talked about them at nauseam all week long. Pat is on Twitter, at RotoPat. Be sure to listen to a good football show all week long, live here from Radio Row. Pat, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on. We will be talking every day. My pleasure, guys. <laughs> Download the NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, and enter Wednesday's free NBA Pick and Roll Contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Bulls and Hornets, Timberwolves and Kings, and Lakers and Trailblazers. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. This is going to be fun. Now, this time of the show, we do our best bet. It is edge of the day, and we are live from Radio Row, so we're trying to give out, you know, our best picks. Winners only here as we get ready for the Super Bowl. Um, but you could take it wherever you want. NBA, college basketball, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Drew, let's hear it. It is edge of the day. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm going NBA. I mean, that's where it's at for me, no doubt about it. And uh, realistically, uh, I'm a little out of shape betting NBA. I took the weekend off, went up to Mammoth, uh, did a little bit of I thought skiing. you meant regular out of shape. Um, I'm like, no one cares. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, the uh, yeah, I took took a couple of days off betting NBA. It was good, kind of reset a little bit, but uh, getting re back involved, you know, getting involved in this market again uh, as we head towards the All Star break here. And uh, I'm a little shocked at one of these prices, and it's the Toronto Raptors only being a two point favorite against the struggling Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets have had a very poor run of form of late. Uh, they are definitely a team that uh, you know, was looking to uh, be a buyer at the trade deadline mm -hmm. to really shore up some of their key weaknesses, particularly in terms of rim protection. They did not make those. You know, they did not make the deal that they needed to make, in my opinion, uh, to really change their fortunes. Meanwhile, Toronto is peaking right now. Toronto uh, coming in with extra rest. They have not played since Friday. Charlotte, on the other hand, uh, had to play Friday night, Saturday night. Only gets one day off before this game. This is a team that has their backs against the wall. They've lost a handful of, uh, of, of pretty ugly games, honestly. And I think the Raptors come in pretty strong in this one. Uh, a lot of, lot of uh, singular matchup advantages favor the Raptors in this one for me. A uh, little bit of interesting market movement here. I'm uh, somebody up against me on this one. I laid the two here. I've seen this being pushed around two and a half, one and a half. Uh, ultimately, my fare in this market is three, uh, and I think there are there's a good path to victory here where the Raptors can uh, can get this done before the uh, you know crunch time in the fourth quarter. Just based on the fact that uh, you know there are some key issues with uh, Charlotte being able to rim protect. So uh, let's lay the points with the Toronto Raptors in uh, what will be a comfortable win against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Early uh, money and essentially years coming in on the Raptors push this from plus one to minus two, minus two and a half in favor of Toronto and they're rolling as you've said eight and two against the number over their last 10 games so love the Toronto Raptors look we got to give out NBA plays here regardless of where we are but for me I'm giving out props and plays getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday all week now I targeted Matt Stafford over rushing yards on Friday now I'm taking an under and I alluded to it when Pat joined us and I'm going with Cam Akers I'm curious to hear your thoughts on where I go with this I kind of like the under right now sitting at 65 and a half rushing yards that's a play for me since he's come back from his injury and it is incredible that he's come back from that injury early on in the season he's averaging 2.6 yards per carry uh, he hasn't gone over this total since returning from the injury that also stands out to me that the costly fumbles I think are going to be an interesting way now how Sean McVay plays that obviously in a Super Bowl must win and I think it depends on the game script and if you believe it's going to be a blowout maybe you like the over for Cam Akers giving him a lot of runs and a lot of rushes rather but for me uh, I like the under I do think it's going to be a more competitive close game and I don't think they're going to attack this defense um, for the rush defense for the Cincinnati Bengals. Under 60 rushing yards in three straight postseason games. How this got that up from 55, 58 to now 65. Almost beyond me, but now's the time I come back. Uh, I do like the Rams to win, but for me, Cam Akers going under 65 and a half rushing yards, targeted a few weeks back, um, and that came home. That's the play for me. That's my edge of the day, Drew. Well, there's a couple positives here. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals run defense has been superlative this entire postseason run. On top of the fact that uh, the, the, the rushing attack attack for the Rams has been a little predictable, a little stagnant, and uh, I don't think this is getting threatened unless Cam breaks a big one, and we just haven't seen that game-breaking speed, really, that game-breaking run from him since his return, so I think you found a pretty decent one, but uh, you want a little bonus play? Couple yes. bonus plays. Yes. Of course, the Winter Olympics are going on, and the win it's been super fun staying up all night watching the action from Beijing. Our girl Michaela Schifrin had a tough, tough, tough run in the uh, in the uh, giant tough. slalom yesterday. She did not bring home the gold, but Alex Hall. Our freestyle ski big air favorite, uh, you know, he actually the market favorite in that one did not make the final heat. So he's going to be going for big air gold tonight. Very, very excited to see if he can land the 2160 he hit at the X Games. Bring home gold for Team USA. And you know what? 
that would be Team USA's first gold medal. They under eight and a half is looking pretty, pretty strong after a couple of. I can't support your under for U.S. gold medals, but unfortunately, it was the right side, and all your overs for Germany, Russia, you name it, are looking, looking pretty brilliant early on. Leave it to Drew to barely sleep. Come on, Radio Row, handicap the Olympics, give out NBA plays, and also be part of the Ramley. It's a tough life for the whale capper. Some people, some people are watching, are are drinking coffee to get ready in the morning. I was watching women's luge. It really, you know, it. it, uh, it, it, first Not all heroes wear capes and watch <laughs> what you watch. I'll just say that. We're fired up to be here. We are here all week long on Radio Row, Bet the Edge, powered by Points Bet. Um, we appreciate you joining us. Be sure to go to NBCSportsEdge.com and follow us across all social as we get ready for Super Bowl 56 on Sunday. For Drew Dimsick, I am Sarah Perlman. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you right back here tomorrow live from Los Angeles, Radio Row. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.